With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking.、Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and、uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Once they sold that bullshit to the public or anybody else, everything's downhill. I mean, this, the thing with Mexico and the mestizos, it's racial. Of course it's racial because we're not equal. They're not equal. They keep insisting we're all equal. As long as they have that religious position, pseudo-religious position, nothing can get better. Everything has to get worse as long as they're committed to we all equal. Just remember that. You can't solve any major problem as long as the bulk of the public have been taught and brainwashed into believing that crap because no really sane white person could believe it. But it seems like there's not too many sane white people left. You know the ruling class don't believe it. They'll use it, but they don't believe it. They talk about it, but they don't believe it. Their actions don't support it. So <laughs> they sit up there and laugh and say, those stupid bastards down there on the street, those peasants, they, we got them believing everybody's equal. Yeah. And if you're not equal, then you're a racist. The worst thing in the world, you're a racist. Well, you just tell everybody. Terrible Tommy over here is a racist, a first-class racist, and I'm sticking to it, just like J.B. Stoner and all the boys. The South was right about a lot of things, and they were wrong about a lot of things. They were wrong in thinking that separation and segregation would work. It never works over a long haul. People that work side by side and go to school side by side are going to mix. That's just the way it is. And anybody that thinks you can get away with that, segregation is a fool. You have to have complete, absolute separation. Period. No argument. All the evidence is on our side. That's what's funny. That's what's sad at the same time. All the evidence that uh, race mixing and integration is wrong biologically, genetically, spiritually, and the whole bit, anybody believes that is wrong. But I guess we're going to have to carry the burden for a while until finally when the smoke clears and the ashes come floating down we can start it all over again, but hopefully not make the same goddamn mistakes we've made for hundreds of years. The reason we make the mistakes is we allow a certain ruling class to call the shots because of profits. That's why it is. It's always the ruling class and their wars and their all their crap. So it's not the it's not the working, working class, even though they're, they may be lazy and not want to do what they should do. But it all comes down from the ruling class. And if you figure out who the ruling class is. I know who the ruling class is. Yeah. Until the ruling class is changed or obliterated and we replace it with maybe a little better ruling class of our own. <laughs> That usually doesn't last either, but we can try. Like I said before, the craziest, stupidest, bullshit slogan I've ever heard, and I keep repeating it, well, you're just judging people by the color of their skin. Well, look, if a nigger had an IQ of uh, 150, I wouldn't care if he was black, because he'd be contributing and inventing and uh, be composing and all that good stuff. I mean, you know, it's not just skin color. Skin color is what Mother Nature gives us a warning. Like I've said a hundred times, the rabbit is in the jungle. He's sitting on the trail, and down down the trail comes the lion. Now the rabbit don't, is not going to sit there and try to figure out: is this a friendly lion, or is this lion going to eat my ass? He's not going to sit there and go through all this bullshit gymnastics in his head or think about, well, what would this non, non-existent non God say or all the God of the animals? No, 
No, he said, I'm getting the fuck out of here immediately. That's why different people and different uh, races have different skin color and all kinds of stuff, Dif different attributes. So if you're on the trail and you see a big buck nigga coming down the street and you don't want to confront him totally straight on, you better get your ass out of there because he's going to eat you. <laughs> like one of those big old nigger football players. Yeah. And it's no shame to avoid a life-death struggle. A lot of times I've heard people say, well, you got to confront everybody. you got to show them you're tough. No, you got to learn to live for another day and another fight. And if you can avoid the fight, avoid it. Especially when you don't have the equipment to fight the war, you know. All you need is a pocket knife, maybe a little pepper spray, and in an extreme case, a gun for now. Don't carry guns around. They're not going to do you that much good. Now, once in a while, that could backfire on you, and you'd about had to have a gun. But most people go to jail for having guns, not using guns. Most white people don't have the balls to use a gun anyhow. They sure don't. And you never know that until that day comes, that time comes, that hour comes, that minute comes. Should I shoot or not? And if you, if you pause, like in a lot of movies, where the so-called bad guy, who may be a good guy really, he's got to drop on the other guy, and he stands there and talks for two or three minutes why he's mad, why he's going to kill a guy and everything else instead of just killing him. You know, you don't stand around and debate when you got the drop on a guy. You sure don't. Or you're going to be dead meat. Because almost every time then the guy, that's the, the victim, it gives him enough time to think about how to avoid being killed. And most of the time, and many times, he does. Because the perpetrator wants to bullshit and talk and rant and rave instead of just doing the deed. Remember that. Because if you pause more than a few seconds, you're dead meat. Sometimes that doesn't work out too good, but it's the only choice you've got. Like our friend down there in the Florida gulag who got sent up for life because a nigger attacked him with a cement block in a parking lot and he shot first or he shot and got the nigger he survived he's still surviving not so well but he's in prison he'll get out someday that's right well let's go back a few years I think this was about 1997 it's not labeled but it's one of our shows from back then and we'll start on the Civil War on Moon's Day. Do not forget our prisoner outreach programs and stamps, business size envelopes, or money earmarked for prisoners. We send an edited version of war news to prisoners. Remember, our enemies are trying their best to stop any white racial material of value entering the prison. Thanks to those who are supporting this program. Now, a few of you have been very generous, and the prisoners appreciate it. Yee-haw! Terrible County says, The following is contributed by our associate down south, Animals1 at BillSouth.net. I couldn't have said it better myself. Quote, As we close out another century of life in America, the dawn of the new age has begun. This is it, white people. By the end of the 21st century, you will either be all here alive or all dead and gone, or your children. Same thing, all tall, smooth, white-skinned, soft-haired, bright-eyed, intelligent, inventive, self-starting, creative, healthy individuals called white people are targeted for termination. No more rallies.
rise with increased the peace slogans, no more bumper stickers, no more racist tattoos. White people have taken the role as Palestinian in a new world order, World Trade Organization, Goals 2000, global takeover with heavily armed and well-equipped corporate government soldiers defending the occupied territory. Don't think so? Think again. Go McDonald's rest restaurant and find a normal white person working there. Same thing. Why carry a Confederate flag? Just drive down the road. Your white skin is your flag in your uniform. Welcome to a world where Negroes, mulattoes, Asiatic hybrids, and mongrels are classified as global-minded ethnic people of color, enhancing our moral agenda in America in order to attain social justice and ethnic democracy, unquote. While white gifted people are classified as, quote, oppressive, money-hungry, dominating, redneck, white devil, honky, pale-faced, light, stringy-haired, Yankee, round-eyed, crackers who stole all the land and inventions and the culture from the peoples of color around the world, unquote. As one Chinaman once told me, quote, it's easy to shut America down. All we have to do is stop exporting all of your products to you, and you are history, unquote. Looking around at the population, you would want to be who would want to be president of the United States anyway. Living on the American continent is like being in a Gilligan's, Gilligan's Island scenario, surrounded on the planet of apes. As soon as white peoples of this country and the world realize this, then the non-ideological, free-thinking, open-minded Aryan man will begin to form. This new man is not lured into the North African mists of prophets parting the Red Sea or Jesus flying down from heaven to save you from the rubber bullet that breaks your shoulder, the tear gas that blinds you, or the iron bar cage that will become your home. This man of the 21st century does not participate in mind control experimentation of the public school system. He don't be speaking Ebonics. You dog, was up? What's up, dog? This man is free from right-wing reactionary rallies and protests, even membership organization meetings, and eat, meet, and retreat get-togethers. Some call them lone wolves or racial separatists. In reality, they are just normal, hard-working Americans trying to better themselves and their children in this land. Remember, your skin is your uniform. If you are interrogated or arrested by the police, you will be judged first by your skin color, dress, and hairstyle. Everything else is secondary. Sound harsh? Throw in a swastika tattoo. How about a large iron cross on your forearm? Good luck. In Florida, it's 72 hours in jail without being charged with a crime for simply having a white power tattoo. Many people read these emails and say, no way, dude, things could never be that bad, unquote. White man, think again. This is a very concentrated message. If you missed any of this message, then I suggest you call back and refute the message again in commentary. The following is a quote from the vice presidential candidate on the Democratic ticket. The Jew boy, quote, My first and only loyalty is to the United States of America, he said, unless the Gore campaign needs me to be loyal to someone else, unquote. This prompts Tommy to add a few words on the voting scam. The right wing of the racist struggle refuses to give up its old, tired ways. A perfect example was a recent visit to an area nations meeting that occurred near my home. I know I said no meetings, and I rarely break my rule. After attending this one, I could see why all over again. Don't get me wrong, many of the people who attend these meetings are well-meaning people who feel they are furthering the cause. In war, unfortunately, well-meaning means nothing. A well-meaning soldier dies just as fast as a not-well-meaning soldier. As I entered the parking area, the first thing I noticed was a Buchanan for President bumper sticker. Buchanan, of course, is a phony as a Federal Reserve note. At some point in the future, his true motives will probably show themselves, but not for now. Don't forget, he has been in and around Washington politics in the Beltway since he was a whippersnapper. He is employed by the country's most powerful one-world exponent, Ted Turner, of Turner Broadcasting. Whenever Buchanan finishes his latest political fiasco, he runs back to the aprons of Teddy Boy. First, he chooses an old-line Marxist Negro woman as his running mate, Lola Falana. 
Then after she quits him, he recruits another Negro mental case, female. And I guess he can't find any white ladies. In short, Buchanan is either nuts or a very well-placed agent to mislead the old right wing. Of course, they're used to it. And that's very easy to do. They've been losing for so long, it appears they have grown to like the loser tag. As I entered the meeting, I saw a few old friends and must have had nothing important to do that day, but there in the middle of them was Los Angeles Police Department's finest snitch, Stanley Whitech. As you can see, my day is going downhill fast since I had a lot of work back home I should have been doing, including this update. After a windy sermon about how Jesus was going to make it all right, and I, then I talked to a few old-timers about the glory days of beating Irv Rubin of the JDL to a pulp, I politely made my exit. In fact, many people have beaten uh, Irv Rubin of the JDL to a pulp over the years. It's fun to compare notes. Driving home, I thought about the utter futility of these meetings and how happy I was I didn't furnish entertainment for the right wing anymore. It felt good. I also thought about the utter insanity of voting. If there is anything that clearly denotes the demarcation line between the eat, meat, and retreat right wing and the racist revolutionary cause, it must be voting. Millions of wretched refuse have slithered into North America since the last presidential election. They far outnumber the hardcore racist soldiers. They even outnumber the camp follower racist and the stodgy right wing. All those votes were canceled long ago by immigration. When you vote in a crooked game, you're endorsing a crooked game. How long would it take you to realize when you went to a supermarket that the vegetables were rotten? Then when you proceeded across the street to Market B and found their vegetables just a little less rotten, but rotten just the same, would you vote or buy the less rotten vegetables? Would it be moral to take rotten vegetables home to your family? even going back uh, week after week, scooping up rotten vegetables. If you're, uh, if, uh, if you're smart, you'll vote with your feet and reject shopping at either Market A or Market B. Oh, you say, go down to the markets down the street, the third and fourth party markets. Their produce may be a little less rotten, but their milk is sour and their meat has worms. As a moral family person, you would reject all these markets and make other arrangements. If you became hungry enough, you would raid the king's garden and liberate some of his fine, healthy vegetables. You might even become angry enough to go back and firebomb the criminal grocery stores that are poisoning the people. Surprisingly, you have to penetrate the ring of right-wing defenders who will say, quote, Well, it's better to have rotten food than no food at all, especially if we must break the king's law to get it, unquote. Let the dead bury the dead, my friends. And the source informs us that the magazine GQ has a couple of tidbits for you. Look at the October 2000 issue of GQ. Two pieces. One article on Jason McVean and his friend Mason and Pollan accused of killing two deputies in Colorado in the summer of 98 and fleeing into the desert. McVean is still at large. The article is tuned for urban white yuppie consumer set. It says McVean was pounded by niggers in school, but still that's no cause for his racism, of course. Other articles is a fashion pictorial attacking Bob Jones University for its no interracial dating ban. It shows a male nigger with a white blonde girlfriend in poses around a Ivy League-looking campus, shows them holding hands, kissing, and finally in bed back in his dorm under black power posters. Both are powerful examples of the link between consumerism, big business, and the eradication of racial identity. Educational. Very educational. Terrible Tony says, is this fingerprinting a routine uh, anytime there is so-called racist literature found? Just curious. Wonder if I should take certain precautions, that the writer says. Should I decide to spread the word? I must say you are a very enlightened person who hasn't let the media and society steer you away from what many whites feel but are afraid to say and even think. I was almost convinced my feelings were wrong, but there are those who think as I do. Now I have seen the real side thanks to the wonderful world of technology. I do believe at this point education is almost useless. The masses are already too far gone. 
I think more extreme circumstances must occur before people even begin to wake up. People are too comfortable with their big houses, their big cars, and fat bank accounts to realize what is taking place. I would almost call you a radical, but I agree with most of what you say. I'm sure you don't care except you are reaching people. You certainly opened my eyes. I just thought the system was screwed up. You and Mr. Butler proved it. Anyways, thanks. Well, Tommy says I have no evidence that police are taking fingerprints off literature on any regular basis. I doubt it's a common occurrence. It may happen on rare occasions, but it's a little like the black helicopters that right-wingers used to see. They hear of one or two cases, and suddenly the black helicopters were everywhere. Overestimating your enemy is as bad as underestimating your enemy. As far as your comments on the people waking up, the people never wake up. They're in a semi-hypnotic state most of the time. That is why it's so easy to program them into acceptance of almost anything. If you ever read a book on clinical hypnosis, you will understand the state of the masses' minds. Or read the book The Crowd by Gustave Le Bon. It's available in any sizable bookstore. In fact, it's a book used by basic psychology classes in college. When any leader wants to talk to you about waking up the masses, he or she is either stupid or dishonest. If you're waiting on the masses to wake up, you've got a very long wait. All systems are oligarchies, which simply means the rule of the few. There has never been any kind of state, no any other kind of state, no matter what you are told. That group is composed of less than 1%. Everyone else involved? is only uh, to a minor degree. Of course, there are a group of bureaucrats and minor capitalists in the orchestra, but they serve a much lesser role. In any real uprising, those have to be eliminated. The major players must simply receive an offer they can't refuse. You just have to explain it to them, right? Right? <laughs> Don't forget to warn people away from eating at Rustler's Roost at 9627 North U.S. Highway 95, Hayden Lake, Idaho, 83835. Telephone number 208-772-6613. Reports say they're very anti-Aryan. Beyond that, bugs have been seen in the kitchen. Dear Terrible Tommy, don't these people ever quit trying to find ways to make the white man look bad? I remember growing up in Burbank, California. My granny had a lawn jockey and so did many others. If in some uh, nigger neighborhoods they had little white men on their lawns standing there, who would protest to have them removed? White working persons are the most discriminated against of all. All others can do what they please, but when we do it, oh boy, watch out. Equal rights for white. Like I mentioned once, let's start our own country. Terrible Tommy says, That Negro lawn jockey was created as a tribute to a famous black jockey who rode in the early part of the 20th century. I don't have his name, but he existed. He got in trouble, I believe, for messing around with white women, and he fled to France where he could mess with more white women to continue his racing career. People who think it's a put-down just never completed their history studies. The masses are asshole, asses, or sheeple if you prefer. You say you want to start your own country? Oh, well, I just asked a real estate man with Mexican connections if he could find a thousand acres of good land in Mexico. A white state in Mexico would be extremely successful and would have more freedom than here as long as you grease the politicians it's called Mordillo. Control your own law enforcement. If all the greasers are moving up north and the hypocrites of the northwest don't want Aryans, then let's reverse the thinking here. Any comments? Trouble Tommy says, I hear Plastic Man is back from his glorious trip to Russia. I hope all the fathers he met hid their teenage daughters while Loverboy was in town. The only saving grace is that he met with other reactionaries like himself and not the real thing. I can imagine how he muddies the water for as he travels through Russia. Plastic Man has said he has a new book coming out. Please someone let me know who is ghostwriting these books for him. All you fellow travelers can rest easy again. Your pacifier is back in town. <laughs> Suck that pacifier. 
Oh, yes. I notice one major leader is spending a lot of time writing and speaking about white slavery, sex, and little girls. I recall how a once famous right-wing anti-communist preacher who headed up a religious college was caught in his private office sexually seducing both a female and a male student at the same time. His name was Billy James Hoggis. After a brief, I'm sorry and the Lord has forgiven me, period, suddenly he announced that his God had forgiven him, and guess what? He's right back at tying the sheep. I saw him on television, on the satellite. The point of the story is that I have noticed that people who rail against perverts to the extreme all the time, breaking out in a sweat on their forehead, sometimes turn out to be perverts themselves. The right wing has had a whole list of them. Some still leading the right wing flock, I must say. <laughs> I guess they have no fear of detection. <laughs> Terrible Tommy. Back in 1969, a group of Black Panthers decided that a fellow Black Panther named Alex Rackley needed to die. Rackley was suspected of disloyalty. Rackley was first tied to a chair. Once safely immobilized, his friends tortured him for hours, among other things, pouring boiling water on him. When they got tired of torturing Rackley, Black Panther member Warren Kimbo took Rackley outside and put a bullet in his brain. Rackley's body was later found floating in a river about 25 miles north of New Haven, Connecticut. Perhaps at this point you're curious as to what happened to these Black Panthers. In 1977, that's only eight years later, only one of the killers was still in jail. The shooter, James Kimbrough, managed to get a scholarship to Harvard. He later became an assistant dean at Eastern Connecticut State College. Isn't that something? As a 60s radical, you can pump a bullet into someone's brain, and a few years later, in the same state, you can become assistant college dean? Only in America. Erica Huggins was the lady who served the Panthers by boiling water for Mr. Rackley's torture. Some years later, Ms. Huggins was elected to a California school board. How in the world do you think these killers got off so easy? Well, maybe it was in some part due to the efforts of two people who came to the defense of the Panthers. These two people actually went so far as to shut down Yale University with demonstrations in defense of the accused Black Panthers during the trial. One of these people was none other than Bill Lan Lee. Mr. Lee, or Mr. Lan Lee, as the case maybe, isn't a college dean. He isn't a member of the California School Board. He is now head of the U.S. Justice Department's Civil Rights Division. Okay, so who was the other Panther defender? Is this other notable Panther defender now a school board member? Is this other Panther apologist now an assistant college dean? No, neither. The other Panther defender was, like Lee, a radical law student at Yale University at the time. She is now known as the smartest woman in the world. Come on, guess, guess. She is none other than the Democratic candidate for U.S. Senate from the state of New York, our lovely First Lady, the incredible Hillary Rodham Clinton. And now, as Paul Harvey says, you know the rest of the story. Hello, Terrible Tommy. Guess who's coming to dinner? Here's one for your worst is better file. That sleazeball we have in the White House extended the refugee visas of 15,000 niggers from Liberia at the last minute, preventing the precious deers from being deported. 15,000 African niggers makes a rather uh, good-sized small town or village or small city. Instant urban sprawl. And get this, these Liberian niggers came from the West African nigger nation Liberia, founded by 19th century American abolitionists as a haven for American slaves repatriated back to where they belong. It seems we just can't get rid of these damn things. And, it's just, and I just bet that these 15,000 African niggers will not be domiciled anywhere near Kenton's new walled and gated exclusive retirement community there in New York State. Too bad he and Hillary will be missing out on such rich multicultural experiences. Dear Terrible Tommy, I live in North Carolina. What's with this sudden and massive influx of Mexicans, more to the point thieving, illegal Mexican immigrants being allowed by my judicial system to rape my state and government? Example, 
Last week, this stick came into my junkyard. He claimed, as they all do, not to speak a word of English. Through translation with some thieving sticks I am forced to work with, I was told he was looking for his van. It turns out he was stopped by the cops the night before for drunk driving. The damn pigs gave him a ride home. Quote, the poor starving Mexican struggling to make his way in a foreign land. Give him a break, huh? We'll tow his van. That's enough, unquote. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, I am still without a driver's license. In 1995 and 6, 96, five years ago, I received two DWIs. No accidents, no crashes, just pulled over and didn't pass the test. That's called raising revenue. Thousands of dollars later, they still won't let me have a driver's license. I've been paying taxes all my life. In fact, in 1972, they even charged my parents to take me home from the hospital. Where's my get-out-of-jail-free card? Oh, yeah, it's in Jose Dodo's pocket. Well, Tommy says I agree. The problem is that while a few of us in California have been fighting this for decades, most people in the other states did not lift a finger to support our struggle. I remember when I had David Duke out here when I was in the clan, I had almost hog time to bring him out here to talk about Mexicans. All he wanted to talk about was Negroes. Now that the Mexicans are spilling over into all the other states, people start complaining big time. If we had had the support, it could have been stopped 25 years ago right at the Texas and California border when Louis Bean and Tom Metzger created a border patrol run by the Klan. I was only able to muster five cars and a couple of dozen men to join our little war, and I believe it was about the same in Texas. Only about 1% of the Klan even showed up. We have had many chances, and a few of us were always ready to go the whole route, but guess what? Then as now, there is not enough high-grade gas to fill the Hindenburg out there. So when people ask when you are going to act, remember, some of us have been acting for years. Where were you? I guess I told you the story of back in the late 70s when I led a small, tough, and determined group to the Mexican border. We were stopped by the cops and searched. While stopped, two men came up and said, Hello, and how much they liked what we were doing. Oh, it was all home week. I said, quote, climb aboard. We need all the help we can get, unquote. They told us they were National Alliance members, but they couldn't go with us. We were facing a group of at least 100 determined Marxists at the designated meeting spot. The National Alliance members handed us a copy of their bulletin and a copy of the Spotlight newspaper and split. Am I picking on the National Alliance? Not really, because this is the mentality of most right-wing racists, no matter what they belong to. So when you ask, why did we never do anything, I answer, I have been ready, willing, and able for 25 years, and we have the scars to prove it. Where were you? Terrible Tommy, I've been thinking about what course of action that a loyal Aryan should do uh, take on Election Day. A, say screw it and stay home. Well, that sounds good. B, vote for Buchanan or Duke, since they believe some of what we do, I guess. C, vote for Gore, since he'll give the niggers whatever they want. Perhaps this would move some of the white yuppies off the fence and into our camp. I don't know for certain. Personally, I believe in doing anything to help along with the, the collapse of the American empire. Hope to see your answer in your update. Tommy says, uh, I think I already covered that earlier in the update. Don't vote. It only encourages them. If you live in an area where most uh, kids in school are non-white, make sure not to vote for school bonds either. One local mother told me her son was the only white boy in his elementary class. The other few whites were put into private schools to escape the non-whites. Too bad if you can't afford it. I was in a home where a handicapped woman takes care of little kids. There was a beautiful little white girl of about two or three. The lady told me that the mother was a white marine lady with no husband. She expressed horror because an ape-looking nigger marine that had moved in with the mother and his beautiful Aryan girl. To the credit of this elderly daycare owner, she told the mother in no uncertain terms that if she was living with this ape, don't send the ape to pick up the baby. In fact, she told the mother she could no longer look after the baby. It was a sad moment to look into the face of this precious little girl and realize she would be living with this ape man, possibly be to be molested 
as time passes. Now do you understand why one is very tempted to kill? It's a very fine line holding many of us back. Nuff said. Terrible Tommy, for the worst is better department. Senate Bill SB 2099 requires all guns to be listed on your tax returns. Oh, yes. Senate Bill SB 2099 will require us to put our, our 2000 year 2010-40 federal tax form all guns that you have or own. It may require fingerprints and a tax of $50 per gun. This bill was introduced on February 24th. This bill will become public knowledge 30 days after it is voted into law. This is an amendment to the Internal Revenue Act of 1986. This means that the Finance Committee can pass this without the Senate voting on it at all. Keep smiling, fellow inmates. War now has two books for your reading pleasure. Dreamer of the Day, the story of Francis Parker Yockey, and the author of Imperium. This book is a treasure of historical information on racist, fascist, and other information. $20. Also a favorite of mine, Redneck Manifesto by Jim Goad. Down and dirty working class literature everyone should read, unless you're filthy rich. Rough and to the point, 20 bucks. Well, that's it for this week. I will finish with a musical interlude of your, for your listening pleasure. Think wide, act wide, be wide. Why? Because this is war. <laughs> once in a while say this message goes too long but all I can tell you is you can drive 500 miles and sitting in a stuffy meeting you may even have to wear a suit and they won't even let you wear your Swazi pin and you may be sitting next to a stinky old federal agent so I think this is a pretty cheap way to go white Aryan resistance calling war is associate of the world Aryan news network a growing network of individuals cells and local groups around the world Phone 760-723-8996. Our email address is warmetzger at aol.com. Subscribe to War Tabloid Newspaper, the most racist, revolutionary newspaper in the world. Not to be confused with defeatist, reactionary, sourpuss right-wing publications. Send $30 in the USA, $40 in Canada, and $50 to all other countries first class. Both copies, uh, back issues for 10 cents each. Minimum order, 100 copies. Let's get them going. Spread the love and cherish uh, the idea of racism and spread it throughout your town. The war paper has a large list of hundreds of videos, audio tapes, and books. Send cash, check, or money order to John Think. Terrible Tommy says, Who said the number 13 is bad luck? It seems the number 12 turned out to be the most unlucky for this month, uh, for the PC crowd, the 12th was a disaster. Two lone wolves, Hezbollah operatives with a small boat and 400 pounds or less of explosives nearly sunk a battleship. It certainly crippled it for quite a while. It tore a hole 20 by 60 and mangled much of the innards of that part of the ship. Two lone wolf Arabs stood at attention on that tiny boat as they pulled the detonator device. All the Arneo representatives called them cowards. That is not my definition of a coward. It is my definition of a hero to whatever cause you may believe in. For example, guess what would have happened if another large ship had attempted to disable or sink that battleship? First, all electronic communications are monitored and if a code is and the codes are immediately broken down. Secondly, state of the art radar and sonar cover that battleship security for many, many miles. Satellites pinpoint every ship in the ocean. In short, that sort of attack would have failed before it got off the ground, whether by sea or by air. It is similar to a big membership organization, as opposed to self-led individuals or small cells. The weapon that did the nasty was a small, expendable refueling boat with a very small crew, only two people. It silently, in plain sight, drifted into the side of the battleship, and whammo! Perhaps the worst fear that an advanced technological military fears is an unconventional enemy that is not technologically advanced at all, but very fanatical. The refueling boat cost pennies compared to the terribly expensive battleship. 
That ship will be out of commission for some time. Seventeen iron-heeled Navy men were killed and forty wounded. At the risk of being called radical or even seditious, I might add that if you truly decide to screw up the system, there are any number of system targets within a few miles of where you live that could cause major headaches for the Empire. Uh-oh, shut my mouth, boy, that is salacious. Today I heard on PBS radio that there is a big argument in La Cesspool Grande over building more submarines. One of the last arguments for expanding a subforce is to counteract threats from the third world. They must not mean a country like China, since China is our buddy. Most of the others fight with outdated weapons or a few old rusty ships. What they mean is that the third world non-whites will use unconventional warfare and lone wolf tactics, thus the sub is very useful in such a struggle. So the Empire follows our logic of lone wolf subs deployed in such a manner as to quickly strike at unconventional targets along the coast or on the high seas. A few military big shots now think it is safe to build more carriers as moving bases to counteract unconventional enemies now that they think the Russian threat is over. Either way, we can clearly see the conflicts of the future being an unconventional approach. In every area of the Empire, it's a sitting duck for whoever has the will to back up their beliefs. Terrible Tommy says, do you want a college course in hate websites? You're in luck. Go to www.ashford.com or www.bookreporter.com. I am continually shocked by the stupidity of the opposition. They seem to be oblivious to the rules of advertising. Any good political advisor knows that his candidate should mention his opponent's name as little as possible. The flamboyant mayor of New York, Jimmy Walker, was once quoted as saying, quote, just spell my name right. When the fundamental Christians mounted an attack by demonstrating against the movie The Last Temptation of Christ, it tripled the gate. They made a fortune. I know that's why I went to see it. The KKK used to get their jollies demonstrating against Morris Dees in front of his headquarters in Montgomery, Alabama. I first advised them not to, but they were just too stupid to understand. I told them that Dees would have paid you to do that. Subsequently, he spent 200000 on new security equipment, and he, in turn, used to shake down his suckers through fund appeals. In other words, quote, my operation is so important to the struggle against the evil racist that I must protect it night and day, unquote. Get the point, boys? Personally, I would prefer pissing in his remembrance pool at high noon to bombing the place. You would probably even get a few laughs from his own underpaid employees. Publicly, uh, publicity is the name of the game if you wish to be heard. I love exposés of evil racism. <laughs> I always get pounds of mail asking for more information after an exposé of evil racism. Don't forget, we really only need a 1% of hardcore ruthless cadre of people to get the job done. Bin Laden may have a few hundred at maximum strength, if that many. And look at how the mighty quake in their boots about Bin Laden. The rest of the population either stay out of his way or support him by keeping their mouths shut out of fear or respect. The general Arab population hasn't a clue of who his lone wolf agents are and do not relish the idea of waking up with their testicles stuffed down their throat. Yee-haw! Dees is going to have a, to, uh, have a raise money show on HBO later this month. I wish he had one every month. How about every week? Quote, there is no bad publicity. Only no publicity is bad publicity. I know that will shock all the non-chicken-plucker intellectuals, but it's a fact. It scares and shocks the penny-waste drawing-room races. Some crazy long-winded explanation. These racist PC types don't even please their own followers when they do that unless they are in a cult. In that case, you smile and say, Isn't our latest brilliant? He didn't fall into that trap of admitting what everyone knows is true. Say what? I'm always asked two questions on camera. Are you a racist? Answer, yes. Do you hate? Yes. I hate my enemies and the enemies of my race, no matter what color they are. And I love my friends and anyone else that supports our demands, no matter what color they are. Now, how simple and clear can you get? Next time you see one of these pseudo-racist leaders interviewed, see how they handle these simple questions if you have that much time. You'll be going to sleep before they finish. To be honest, lately the only one in the national spotlight that comes close is Matt Hale of the COTC. And, 
yours truly, Terrible Tommy, a U.S. Zog soldier working in intelligence went AWOL from his unit in San Antonio, Texas recently. He was a reserve officer by the name of Jeremiah Matizi. He was picked up by the Israeli police in a small desert village in Israel. He was taken to Tel Aviv suburb since Israel law has no provision for arresting a deserter from a foreign army. Got that? Now this ex-soldier is applying for Israeli citizenship since he converted to the ultra-Orthodox Jewish sect called Abad. Now he is eligible for citizenship and will not be deported. Another example of the tail wagging the dog. And couldn't one of those old Nazis sneak in and pretend he's converting to be a Jew? And then they couldn't kick him out of the country? Uh, that would be an interesting case. Make a nice script for a movie. Terrible Tommy says, I know that you and I know that Israel is and has always been built on fraud and deception. We know of their big white slave business and hundreds of other scams made in Israel. Well, this one takes the cake. You see, thousands of sucker tourists uh, arrive in Israel each week, many of which are U.S. Jews. There is a problem uh, they have, and they have this program to plant a tree for remembrance of somebody or something on the hills of Israel. Recently, it was exposed that this is yet another fraud. The ground they plant the trees in just won't grow trees well at all. Six out of the ten trees die outright, but the workers make it even worse by pulling up a big share to make room to plant another batch of trees. The suckers pay ten bucks a piece to plant. Do I care how these suckers, these suckers are ripped off? Not really, but I thought I would inform you of yet another scam in a country built on the greatest story scam ever told. Tommy says, each week the attorneys for American Airlines calls our update. Oh, 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 I guess it's because I have revealed that American Airlines is firing qualified white people and hiring unqualified, in some cases, non-English speaking maintenance personnel. In one case, a man charged with murder in the death of passengers on a value jet plane that crashed in the swamps of Florida was hired as a supervisor after he had been indicted for murder by a Florida grand jury. Now American is buying 20 new planes from Boeing valued at $1.4 billion. In fact, it's the new 757-200 Boeing. But what good is it when you have weakened your maintenance crews to be PC? Maintenance problems are a common occurrence with American. Every week I hear on TV or radio of an American plane having to return to an airport due to mechanical problems. It's only a matter of time until you or a loved one may die on an American airline plane when it crashes. If you do not believe me, just wait. Shabby management and low worker morale lead to serious problems. Spread the word. Don't fly American. In the recent movie, uh, parent, uh, oh yes, this one about the parents with Robert De Niro, an obvious slap at, the, at American was shown in a thinly described uh, or a hidden uh, thinly uh, done airline that carried nearly the same name. In a new TV ad, American makes a big deal out of more footroom. That's so they can haul more nigger basketball players around, I guess. It would be far more concerned, they should be far more concerned about who is working on the engines and other mechanical parts. Is the person a PC, undereducated boob that fulfills a racial or sexual preference, or a highly qualified person that is an expert at what he or she does? Remember, boys and girls, you bet your life when you fly American. Terrible Tommy, I guess you know that Arabs were marching in Chicago area this week. I don't know which is worse, Arabs marching in Chicago or Negro, gay, lesbian, mulatto, Chinese, Indians marching in Miami. It's the same wherever you go. In fact, only 6% of the entire population of the city of Miami is straight, white, non-handicapped, English-speaking males. When relatives visit me, I drive them through the extremely violent and overcrowded neighborhoods. Quote, it's just a shortcut, I tell them. They roll up the windows, lock all the doors, and plead to me, get them the hell out of this neighborhood. I ask, quote, what's the matter? You don't like cultural diversity? Unquote. This cracker can go back to that trailer in Ohio. I remember driving a Mormon from Utah to downtown Miami, Miami at 11 o'clock on Saturday night. <laughs> Quote, just for the fun of it, I had a great time living in the inner city. Are you crazy? Your white skin shows your minority status a mile away. Systems agents ask local mulattoes, where's that white guy live? If you have racist tattoos on your arms, forget it. Bumper stickers plastered on your car. Be prepared to spend some time standing in the headlights of a police car. 
I was talking to a person just recently who told me, since I got away from the right-wing politics, uh, stopped going to those eat, meet, and retreat gatherings, quit church, and became a lone wolf, I have had maximum freedom, unquote. He appeared strongly, uh, stronger now than he had ever been before. As soon as white people realize that they are behind enemy lines, very little is going to change until they do. It may require a boot in the head to wake people up, but what will happen is the steel-toed boot will smash in your forehead while the iron heel digs into your face. Sorry about that. Leaving yourself open to system cops is like running up a, to a crowd of 50 militant niggas and yelling, What power? with a Seagull salute. I can imagine Malcolm X, also known as Malcolm, Malcolm Little, uh, during his three-year stretch in state prison. He must have been raped dozens of times. I guess, aside from being a good prison bitch, he was also a good public speaker. Louis Farrakhan almost got his picture on a stamp, but the Asian doctor pulled him through. The doctor, obviously, was taught by white men. I expect that at least 50% of all white people living in North America will be neutralized during the transition of power from the weak to the strong. Survival of the fittest. You can't fool Mother Nature. See www.mystrap.com. Talk to the white diver. P.S. I live in the most integrated area of the U.S. I also live in the most violent area of the U.S. The scorched earth policy seems like the only alternative to the mass influx of dumbed-down, ignorant, mulatto Chinese Indians which dwell in the major cities, and there are a lot of them, believe me. Having to drop nuclear weapons on our own positions would eliminate the mud as well as 50% of all mostly white people. I think it might be worth it, or nuke Israel, and maybe we will have a fighting chance. Dear Terrible Tommy, on today's Holocaust education, it says Edward Trout, History Department, Pensbury High School, Lower Bucks, Pennsylvania, PA, New Jersey, and so on, mandate the teaching of the Holocaust as part of the curriculum. But my experience teaching units on the Holocaust has been mixed. Too often in the minds of adolescent high schoolers, the course devolved into a how-to-murder Jews pedagogy, or what I have referred to previously as Winnie the Pooh goes to Auschwitz-Birkenau, Pedagogy. I am not in favor of teaching the Holocaust on a secondary level as an elective. <laughs> After all, who knows what kind of world uh, would-be Jew murderers will show up. <laughs> we just give them ideas. Build up those camps. What kind of gas was that, teacher? Racial greetings. Terrible tummy. I have questions which I was hoping you could address. If you would prefer to address this in an Aryan update, for example, that would be fine and would possibly help others in my situation. Question. I'm a white male who has recently relocated to Montreal, Quebec, Canada, having previously lived in the States. The issue I have concerns my French-Canadian girlfriend. She is a pro-secessionist, very much for the sovereignty of Quebec. She understands the language and the culture problems between Canada and Quebec and draws her nationalism from such sources. She even understands the strain put upon her province by the non-working leeches in the northern part of the province, also known as the Indulets. Those are Indians, I guess. Yet, when it comes to the issue of race, she does not seem concerned at all. It, is it me, or is this another case where petty nationalism is getting in the way of more serious issues, namely the future of the race? I am planning to marry this woman within a year. I really need some idea on how to better approach the issue of race with this wonderful lady of mine. Well, Tommy says, I think example is the best way. You can't blame most whites for the false education, both at home, church, and schools that they receive. Many of us did not start out racist. I evolved into it by observation and study. They just don't live in the worst of it on a daily basis. Most use class as an excuse. They look at a few more educated uh, knights or nigglets or Mr. Nigger with money and conclude it's all nurture, not nature. They rationalize the 95% that are still hanging from a tree have her watch the worst examples or 10 hours straight of cops on TV rope her in a chair and make her watch that would be real torture but she would get the point women are a bit slower to make major change in actions or thinking than men in many cases this is good but when you are trying to convert her racially it's nerve-wracking before I mislead you that it's just a female problem let me advise you that the fastest growing racist element in a white society is the white female Many white women have no problem at all with racism since white women are the ever-growing target of non-white males. I know white women that are on the race issue are more radical than most men. My advice is to not force-feed her since that turns almost anyone off. Everyone wants to think it's their idea. But don't be too anxious to get married until you have a pretty good idea she's headed in the right direction. 
and nationalist of any kind uh, is not necessarily going to evolve into a racist. Quote, a bank is a place that will lend you money if you can prove you don't need it. Unquote. Terrible Tommy gives you your latest old house tips from our friends in Florida. From BET's TV, most popular black smash it yourself show. To, to find out what uh, was once a grand old house, but now sits in nigger town. The house can be restored and done up very nicely. In about one year, the house will be unrecognizable and can be passed off as a new, this old house being restored. This will eliminate the problems of constantly scouting for new old houses to fix up. By the time a new show is going to be taped, the niggers will have so destroyed the place that it will need uh, be in need of major renovation all over again. Everything from windows to new pipes and some of the subjects will be covered in our future television BET episodes, tracking down your missing copper pipes or keeping those window AC units in the window or designer bars for the windows. Which styles of bars are right for my home and my budget? Window bars, gothic. French provincial bars, modern prison bars, art deco bars. All of these questions and more will be answered in future episodes of this this old house in Coontown, Black Entertainment Network. That's it for this week of Terrible Tommy Reads the Front Page Funny Papers. Remember, a happy racist is a successful lone wolf. But a, put a smile on your face and drive Morris D's crazy. Good night, Eric Rudolph, wherever you are. Even if you were caught tomorrow, you already have shown the Iron Heel has major cracks in his armor. Think white, act white, be white. Why? Because this is war. And now, a brief interlude of...
Well, that was into the last century. The last part of the last century or the first year of, the first of this century. How about that? The song was put together by a skinhead up in L.A. I forget his name right now, but uh, he, he became uh, a snitch. He was into drugs, ended up in prison after he left us. But then he went to work going around for the Simon Wiesenthal Center speaking against skinheads. This shows you how a person can revert or switch overnight. That's why you have to be extremely careful who you deal with because they can be perfectly fine today and tomorrow they're on the other side. Of course, it works in reverse, too. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.